Kia ora, beautiful. Welcome to episode 57 of Get Confident with Janelle Hosking. We also have a very special guest today. Her name is Ritu Saxena and she is awesome. She's actually a regular listener of this show, which is just so cool. Her and I connected via social media about six months ago and we've, you know, kept in touch and supported each other's content and, you know, things like that ever since then. And this woman is so passionate about other women succeeding in their own life. And the reason why we are chatting with her today on the show is because there are ways that you can stand out from the crowd when it comes to your career experiences, your skill set and your successes and just who you are as a person, helping you to get that out there. And so I have got Ritu on today to talk to us specifically about a social media platform. It's weird calling it social media because it's, you know, not your typical Facebook, Instagram, but ultimately it still is a social media platform, which is going to help you to be able to put your best foot forward and stand out for any future career opportunities, whether that looks like uh, getting promotions or changing organizations organizations, even changing industries. It is all very helpful and it's great for networking as well. So sit tight, get your notebook out because there is lots of practical advice inside this episode. For anything that we mention in the episode, you can check out links below and make sure that you connect with Ritu after listening as well. I'm Janelle Hosking and you beautiful are here to get confident. No more self-doubt, no more overthinking, no more what ifs. I'm helping you grow your confidence so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Ritu, so happy to have you on the show with us today. I know you're a regular listener and while you and I were prepping for this conversation, you reminded me of my this and that feature, which I have done in the past for welcoming guests onto the show and helps us to get a little bit uh, intimate. It helps us to get to know you a little bit more uh, before we get into the interview. So we are going to kick straight off with a this or that, I have two options for you, finding your soulmate or winning the lottery. Winning the lottery will be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, mayonnaise or aioli? I have started liking aioli a lot more after I've got to New Zealand. So, yep, mm-hmm. that one for me. Mm. Aioli is so good, for sure. Um, okay, here's a little bit of a controversial one. Phone with you when you're going toilet or no? Ah. Uh. So be honest, (laughs) I do take it with me, but that's a habit that I am trying to change in this year, uh, which because it's so gross and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I'm really trying to change, but yes, it's, you you just got me there. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so fun. I mean, you're not the only one. I definitely do it too. Um, Speeding ticket or parking ticket? I think so, parking, you know, I really struggle sometimes with um, a good parking spot. So yeah, but I'm a very safe driver. So yeah, I don't think I would be getting a speeding ticket. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Vacation or staycation? Oh, I love vacations. I love Mm -hmm. traveling. So, Mm -hmm. and I love beaches. So that's my jam. (laughs) Beautiful. Where was the last place you went to? So last was India um, because being an expat, I just make it a point to always uh, visit my family once a year Mm -hmm. Uh, but every now and then I try to make small trips out of my trip to India so I try to go somewhere and hopefully I'll 
resume my travels this year again. Do you have anywhere in mind? So I love beaches and uh, uh, one of my dream uh, vacations is to go to Spain um, and for a couple of months. So I don't know when that is going to happen, but that's one of my life bucket list. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds so incredible. Is there anything in particular that you really want to do in Spain? Um, I guess just experience the lifestyle out there. I don't know why I feel very drawn to that mm. culture, even from mm. food perspective. I just love Spanish food and just influences of that culture, uh, mm. whether it be dances. So I think I just want to uh, uh, experience that entire lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so cool. I remember pretty much my whole life having this like calling to go to Ireland and I had mm. no idea why whatsoever, but it was just this thing that was like instinctively in me. And then in 2018, my friend and I planned a one month trip, just traveling a little bit of UK and Europe. And I said to the travel agent, we have to go to Ireland. Like, I don't, I don't care <laughs> where else we go, as long as we go to Ireland. And when I got there, it was just like, it just felt like home. So like I absolutely resonate with this feeling of a place that you really have to go to, but like God knows why, but it's just a calling within you. I so appreciate that. And I really hope that you can get yourself to Spain sometime soon. Yeah, I I, I know. I, I can't agree enough with you. There's some inexplicable calling for me <laughs> to go there. I love um, the story of how you and I actually first connected and it was just so random to me and that I was online in a free workshop with a personal development company and it was done via Zoom and then out of nowhere I get this private message from you and it's something along the lines of like hey um, I have been listening to your podcast and I really love it and I love the topics and all this good stuff and I just remember being so like blown away thinking oh my goodness how did how did this happen? I'm just on this Zoom workshop and then I'm getting this message. This is so incredible. And, you know, I'm grateful that you and I have had the opportunity to connect since then. And literally since we had our first conversations, I knew that I really wanted to get you on the show. And honestly, it was just me trying to figure out like, what is Ritu's thing? Mm. What can I really get her to come and speak on? And then that landed for me a few weeks ago. And I think this is going to be a really interesting episode because we are dialing in deep on a platform that you can use to help you within your own professional development. So I'm going to open it up to you. The platform mm. is LinkedIn. Why don't you tell me, and for anybody who has no idea what this platform LinkedIn is, a little bit about it and what we can expect from the platform. Yeah, absolutely. So firstly, I feel LinkedIn is one of the most underutilized platforms, not just from a job search perspective, but also for building relationships. Mm. Um, and uh, from a personal branding perspective. So I would describe LinkedIn as the Google for recruiters in general. Ooh. So um, just a disclaimer that I am not a recruiter, but I have attended enough masterclasses, enough uh, trainings to be able to understand what is it that is actually changing the dial. Mm. And um, during my job search, uh, because most recently um, I was looking for a job uh, and um, I was in the market. So I got a lot of calls uh, and I also try to understand what the recruiters are looking for on LinkedIn and how did they get to me? Because I'm just a very curious person. So I also ask a lot of questions back. Yes. <laughs> um, so 
they did explain to me so it it kind of uh, all fell in place for me uh, and the moment you understand how the platform is working you try and take advantage of that so firstly um, yes linkedin is like a google for um, recruiters and mm-hmm. there are two parts to it one is obviously setting up your profile in mm-hmm. a way that people find you mm-hmm. but the second part is also utilizing it in a way that you are building your personal brand mm-hmm. and by personal brand what i mean is how people are perceiving you what mm-hmm. values are you showing you stand for um what work ethics you are displaying um visually uh, so yeah for me it it i break it down into these two parts so mm-hmm. depending like do you want me to talk about um Oh, look, we're doing it all. We are absolutely doing it all. I'm firing questions at you. So, okay, I think you've explained that so well in terms of what LinkedIn is around um, like a search engine for recruiters. I also describe it to people. It's like a Facebook for your job. So it's it's more professional. Like question to you, Ritu, would you put on LinkedIn what you had for breakfast? Uh, no, (laughs) small answer, short answer. No. (laughs) Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea of LinkedIn is that you are wanting to, I guess, put on, put your best foot forward for any potential opportunities that could come your way. And the example you've shared is around recruiters, but I know that can also be around um, potential, you know, partnerships within say, if you, if you work with other businesses in your job, you could use LinkedIn to be able to connect with other businesses and, you know, create partnerships like that. So there really is a lot that you can do with that. And I definitely want to go into what you've shared around, like, if this is someone, if there is someone listening to today's episode who does not have LinkedIn yet, and they're thinking, you know what, 2023 might be the year that I decide to either change careers or I decide to change companies, want to like progress further. And they're now thinking, maybe I could use LinkedIn to help me do that. Can you please share how they can set up their profile to be an awesome like storefront and make potential employers or co-workers be like hey where have you been all my LinkedIn life I want to come work <laughs> with you you know absolutely I think LinkedIn is in a way uh, the more visually appealing you make it people will reach out to you and as you rightly pointed out it's just not for recruiters I have had mentoring catch-ups I have sell sent like cold dms to uh cfos just asking for a mentoring catch-up and just asking for them a, uh, for a coffee and mm-hmm. to my surprise i just get a reply back saying yep cool let's catch up and it's it's for me uh, because i love networking i love just uh, uh building relationships and usually there's not a motive it's just because i want to gain some knowledge mm-hmm. and lean on some sort of uh, uh you know guidance so that has really helped me. So yeah, um, in relation to how you can best set up your profile, I think uh, first your upper half of your Mm -hmm. profile is the most important because that has your photo. So uh, let's just starting with the basics, uh, having a good well uh, uh, headshot of yourself, Mm -hmm. smiling, professional, what you would wear ideally um, uh, at a workwear uh, that can be a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
One thing I've noticed and I've heard this a lot is, you know, the banner space, which is behind the profile photo yes. uh, is one of, again, one of the most underutilized spaces because that's where you can actually show um, what you stand for. What are your mm-hmm. values and what are your key, um, I think, key value drivers? So, for example, let's take my example. I'm a finance um, professional. So mm-hmm. I could probably put uh, a banner of me presenting something behind. So that just shows that, okay, I am someone yes. you know, who, who's uh, you know confident uh, in presenting. Or you could possibly put up some keywords that finance and strategy, uh, driving um, uh, value through insights. You know, those are the keywords that you are using to attract people. And by people, it could be recruiters, it could be your business partners, potential mm. partners, anyone. Mm. So how I, I think that's your starting point about making a good visual. Do you think you get judged if somebody comes to your platform and you just have the standard LinkedIn cover photo background. So obviously your profile picture is a picture of you, but then that background that you said that is entirely customizable is somebody, anybody in your eyes, potentially going to judge you if you haven't put in at least a little bit of effort to customize that, even if it is something, you know, like a beach or a background or whatever, you know, it's not so niche. Uh, So I think, yes, you might get judged because... It's not common, firstly, mm. uh, to put uh, to put something. So, for example, if you put your keywords, you might raise some eyebrows from people that, oh, she's put something different. So, firstly, it's a good attention. But, yeah, not having anything behind at all, uh, I think that might just look like you have not put in the effort on that platform. Yeah. Uh, so, I would say even if it's just a simple background, uh, it just shows that, okay, you took the effort to complete your profile. You're invested in your own personal branding. That is so fascinating. So just for some context on my own LinkedIn, for you listening at home, mine has got um, my branding colors. It's kind of like yeah. a beige tan color. And it says, confidence coach, international speaker, podcaster. And you know what? Since I put podcaster on there, I get so many DMs from people wanting to talk about potentially being a guest on my show. So I hear you (laughs) in regards to that being a helpful way, I guess, for people to be able to learn a little bit more about you and kind of see what you're into or what you're about. So we've got the profile photo, we've got the cover image. What next? The next is your headline. So the headline um now how to set yourself apart there is a lot of people uh, actually don't utilize this enough and they give free real estate to their employers by saying i am so and so at so and so and i feel the best way you can uh, i'll give you my example so i am a commercial performance business partner you could put that and what value are you giving out of it so mm. the trick here lies in actually using the keywords what um i you know, people are searching for. So if you are looking for a job, it's the recruiter's perspective. Or if you are looking for a business partnership, what are they looking for? Their common words. And how are you helping them? So that's like a small, just a brand tagline of you. So it Mm -hmm. could be commercial performance, business partner, uh, driving insights, uh, helping you with insights. So that has those keywords, insights, what my job Correct. recruiter might be looking for. Yes. 
So this is something again people don't utilize. And in my own uh, tagline, I have uh, because I'm uh, on the committee for UN Women because I really stand for that. So I have also mm-hmm. put that I'm a UN Women member. So mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people just ask me, okay, how do you? Uh, what what is your role in the committee? What do you do out there? So those are the ways you showcase yourself because. Um, as you said, you have to draw people to your profile and that's the best way of putting yourself forward, like, you know, by showing what value are you giving. Beautiful. Okay. Give us a few more. What else? Like the most important things aside from what you've already shared. Okay. So the next one is the about section. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't really write um, uh, compelling about but mm-hmm. this is the place where you talk about your story and it's it's in a way if you think about it it's your entire career history or what you can offer your accomplishments in a way summarized format so Mm. i would say that uh, you know this is one of the most powerful sections and always writing it in first person really helps because you are writing your own story you are the writer of it so think from a perspective that what can I do for you? So if you're a business owner and say you are a social media manager, what can I do for you? How are you helping uh, big companies or uh, startups like build Mm. uh, onto their social media uh, presence? So it's also um, if you could uh, include things like um, what are the problems you've solved and in a way, you can humbly brag a little bit by adding your accomplishments <laughs> because why not, right? Yeah. Why not? Because that's what LinkedIn is all about. It's showcasing what you've achieved. And um, the whole structure is that you draw attention, you tell your story, and mm. then you you catch them by the hook. And then you, you in the end, you add a call to action that, okay, um, if uh, I love meeting people for coffees who have interest in so-and-so, uh, mm. I can be reached at this email ID or, you know, uh, slide a DM because you are yeah. asking, you're inviting people that I am happy to do this. So come, come forward and talk to me. And I've done that because the moment I see someone's about saying that, oh, they are interested in something, which is something I'm interested in, you, you've automatically got a connection right there. You know, that's mm. your... Uh, you know, icebreaker. So I would, I would do that myself in my about section. Okay. That is amazing. That's some really good insights around like setting up your profile and really showcasing what you have to offer. What if a bit more specifically, you were looking for a new job? How would you take that to the next level on LinkedIn? Oh, uh, absolutely. So this is where the skills section comes uh, into um, play the most. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is something I learned from a lot of master classes that your skill section, it can accommodate, I guess, up to 50 skills. Uh, now, many of us have set up our LinkedIn profiles long back and they must be having all these generic ones like Microsoft Office, blah, blah, blah. But what you want to do is you want to add the skills what the recruiter is looking for. So you look up the your dream profiles or your uh, potential uh, profiles, you scan them for the keywords and you add those keywords into your skill set. Because Ooh. 
that's how exactly people are reaching out to you. So I'll give you an example. Um, because I'm so involved in community work, mm-hmm. um, I have a volunteering section, which I have completed very well because I'm, I'm just genuinely interested in showcasing that um, yes. and what I can, how I can help. Yes. And I had got a, a call for a role of head of finance in an NGO. And uh, my first question was like, how did you find me? Because this, I've never got a call for such roles, not for NGOs. So the recruiter told me that I did a very specific search. And because you are a part of UN Women and you've done a lot of volunteering, it came up on my profile that you are the ideal candidate. And then, you know, that, that didn't go ahead, but that's how he reached out to me. Wow. So that is so fascinating. And actually, that's something that I had written down that I wanted to talk to you about. Because when I was just taking a look at your LinkedIn, something I definitely noticed is that you are involved in a lot of community initiatives. So, you know, volunteering, um, committees, boards, that kind of thing. Why do you do this? And how do you think this can help your career? Yep. Um, So, just naturally, I am a very community-driven person. I uh, feel I've achieved a lot and mm. a part of me wants to give it back. And I have been uh, doing this for a lot of years. In fact, there was this one girl um, who changed uh, it for me. So uh, this was some seven years back. I was in, um, uh, I was uh, giving some time management techniques to underprivileged students. Mm-hmm. And I was just doing, I was just telling them naturally that this is what you should be doing. Um, and this one girl, she just got up and she said, uh, ma'am, when I grow up, I want to be like you. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I was, you know, this was seven years back and I was in India and I'm like, what have I even done that she's saying that? And then I realized that was like the turning point for me. I realized I don't have to create an NGO. I I don't have to do something big to be able to make a small difference. I can just mm-hmm. start doing it in my own way at an individual level. And uh, from there on, I was always involved in some sort of, uh, you know, a closed donation drive or any sort of mentoring. And that's when, and few things I'm really passionate about is um, uh, alleviating poverty, um, developing youth and empowering women. So, all the volunteering work that I've done is somewhere revolving around this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's how even Project Upgrade Her was born. But uh, how this has really helped me is firstly in increasing my confidence. Because I think when you don't attach yourself just to your job and you try to understand where else your strengths lie and how much you're valued outside, it really makes you a confident person overall. Um, and um, the right people find you through it. You know, mm. so some recruiters have actually asked me more about it. And when I'm actually in front of decision makers, if someone is very driven by a, by one of those causes, they ask me about it. And mm. um my one of my key roles was uh, I was uh, a treasurer at this NGO in Auckland, ECPAT. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And why I did that was because I really wanted to give back my financial skills uh, where it was really, really needed. And that role really helped me because I was not doing normal financial stuff. I was actually building the strategy, which was a very strategic role within a low risk environment. So that just helped me build a lot of confidence. Uh, so. 
I just continue doing it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's just some things that naturally drive you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that is so brilliant. What a what a it's so funny because it makes me think of like being in high school and I guess having this perception of what's going to be seen to be doing well. And it's always like a, you need to do extracurricular activities. You need to do more. And there's, it's really easy when you're young and want to be successful to have this lens of like, I'm doing this to put it on my CV or to put it on my LinkedIn. But what you don't realize, I guess, initially is all of the other added benefits that come from it in terms of like doing good. And it makes you feel good about yourself and it gives you your own confidence in yourself as a person, but then also in developing new skills too, like you say, in a um, low low pressure environment um, where you know you're you're just giving your time, and it's not um, it, it's it's not like a big expectation of a job or whatever. Obviously, you've got a job to do, and you're yeah. going to do it the best that you can. But you know, it is a little bit different. So that is yeah. amazing, and I love that that is something you know that's that's a value of yours and something that you hold really really dear to your heart and. For you listening at home, if you do any form of like volunteering community stuff, you can absolutely put that on your own LinkedIn profile. And like Ritu said, that's going to help you to be able to be uh, more widely recognized and probably make it easier for people to connect with you as well because they'll be able to find that common interest. Okay, you've shared some amazing stuff right here. In regards to wanting to... Um, like actually connect and build relationships with people. Yeah. How does this work? Like literally from the start around both connecting and following. I mean, what are the differences between those two? And then what part does that have to play within networking on the platform itself? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, yeah, followers is one thing that you know someone from your network long back from someone from school someone from your first job and they follow you but actually having a connection with them now obviously it's not uh, um, possible humanly possible to have you know connections with all 500 of your um, followers Mm -hmm. but what I personally do is I like to be in touch with colleagues I've really hit off with in my previous jobs and Mm. once a year I try to have a catch up with them just to see how they are going and the way I like this is for people I know so I would reach out to them on LinkedIn on DM just ask them how they're doing if they want to meet up for a um, starting of the year coffee or a year and catch up drinks so it's just a continuity that you need to build on to and it's it's not something that should be done only when you need something so relationships Mm. are over over a period of time you need to be genuinely interested in them and it will people can tell when it's not natural when it's not genuine so one important thing is to build genuine relationships with people um and secondly um as i'm uh, as i spoke about before i have also reached out to people i have never met but i have seen them because they were sharing something on linkedin which really resonated with me or at times it can also happen that you really want to be in touch with someone who's a big leader in that industry mm-hmm. i have uh, written personalized messages and i've said okay hi mm-hmm. i really enjoyed this part about you or I really want to uh, have a chat with you regarding so and so 
uh, it would be great if we could meet up sometime or even have a Zoom uh, call mm-hmm. and just giving them, you know, that uh, sort of um, uh, permission to actually decline it as well. Yeah. So if they're comfortable with it. So I always write down, if you're keen to, I, mm. I would love to set up a coffee with you or a Zoom call with you. And just, you know, leaving it there because, yeah, forced connections never work. But most mm. of the times you will be surprised, like eight out of 10 times people have come back to me and they said, OK, uh, happy to do a call now or happy to have a coffee. So that's how I've built over the years. And for me, um, uh, one thing I've always done is I've always kept in touch with each of my employers, like the people I knew very well and I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, just people can tell that, you know, you, you are genuine in, in that. So, yeah, my biggest tip here would be uh, to find something common and appreciate that when you mm-hmm. are sending that message and give them the permission to decline as well. Mm-hmm. So that has really worked for me. What would you prefer over following and connecting? Like what is the, I guess, the criteria? Does it have to be somebody who um, you know and you're trying to like stay connected with in order for you to actually connect with them? So by the way, this terminology, you can, I don't really know what the actual difference is, but you can just follow someone, which is kind of passively, like you're not going to jump into the inbox or you can connect with them, which then I believe gives you the ability to actually message them and, you know, build those deeper connections. Do you have a criteria for either of the two? Mm, Yeah, I don't really have a criteria like that. So um, uh, obviously it's nice to know if, I can get to know through someone because it just Mm. makes it a little easier. Someone will put in a word for you. But Mm. so many times I've actually reached out to people with third degree connection, but I know that there's a reason why I want to connect with them. And that reason you need to mention that, okay, I want to, uh, I love your work here. I saw your article here. Um, I would love to explore a little bit about so-and-so. So there has yes. to be a reason why you're reaching out to someone because no yes. one wants to waste their time. So yes. even even if you just want to appreciate someone, just let them know where you found them and why. And uh, I think, yeah, uh, LinkedIn does let you connect with people who are second degree, maybe not the third degree, unless you have a premium. I'm not too sure about that technicality, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, I don't hold myself back if something really draws me, not at yeah. all. No, absolutely. And I think that's, it's so powerful using LinkedIn as a platform professionally, because I am, um, I got invited to a board meeting here with a local nonprofit. And there was, I think there's four people on the board and then they invited me. And in my mind, I was like, I have no idea who any of these people are. I want to kind of do some research on them and get to know a little bit about them so that when I do meet them in person, I have a little bit of knowledge and I can kind of find that common ground in order to have conversations with them. And so literally one month out from this board meeting, the second I got the calendar invite to my inbox, the calendar invite had all of the uh, email addresses, which subsequently then had the full names of these people. I went straight (laughs) onto LinkedIn. I found them all. I sent them a message, literally just said, 
hey, I'm Janelle. I'm really looking forward to coming along to the board meeting with you next month. I just thought we it would be great to connect. Looking forward to meeting you soon. And that was so fascinating because it wasn't a, hey, I've just seen you or we've just had an in-person discussion and now I'm connecting with you afterwards. So that's the beauty is that you can use the platform both preempting something, knowing you are going to meet someone. I have had a mistake where I stalked somebody on LinkedIn and they had two people in their profile photo. I'm just going to say it, Richard. I don't know if you agree or not, but do not do that because that is confusing. And in my mind, it was it was a couple and in my mind, I had pictured the female ended up being 10 or so minutes late for this meeting because I was there early, but I was walking around like a lunatic trying to see this female that I'd found stalking on LinkedIn. Meanwhile, it was actually the male in the photo and he was there oh my in the cafe God. watching me this whole time. It was really bad. And I had to then somehow try and get around the fact of like, I actually stalked you on LinkedIn and that's how I figured out what you look like. So yeah, maybe don't get caught Oops. up with that mistake. And now what I do, I guess, to avoid that, still go on LinkedIn stalk, but I will usually send a person a photo of me or I would request a photo of them and say, just so I know who I'm looking for when we meet in this public place, that's most likely really busy and it's going to waste time not, you know, being familiar with how each other looks kind of thing. It was very awkward. That's That sounds very traumatic, so I can understand. <laughs> And and to actually something similar had happened with me. Um, I was also meeting someone um, at a cafe. This was just two months back. And I knew what he sort of looked like. But because I was meeting for the first time, I was not sure. And I was just staring at the wrong person. I'm like, and someone walked up to me. And, and I'm like, you don't look like the one I saw on LinkedIn. He's like, no, I'm not here for that. And I'm like, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. And it was just so embarrassing. It was, but it just happens, right? Like, because someone, (laughs) some people, okay. So that brings me to a point that when people put their profile photos, it needs to be a recent one and not something which, you know, was clicked five or six years back. You look completely different. And uh, having two people or anything which is, you know, not professional is not ideal for a photo. Mm. Uh, Mm. So, yeah, I think both experiences bring up, you know, those common things that, yeah, your photo needs to be (laughs) up to date. Yes, absolutely. So what can you do to stand out? Or you mentioned earlier around making a personal brand for yourself on LinkedIn. One, why do you want to become a personal brand? And then two, what are some ways you can utilize LinkedIn and the features that it has to be able to be established within your industry and become that personal brand? I, The way I define personal brand is like what people think of you when you are not in the room. Mm. How people are perceiving you, what values are you depicting? Believe it or not, that becomes your the talking point of people when they are just speaking about you. Oh, I know Janelle. She's a confidence coach. She's so good. You know, like you build that personal brand through your podcast. Mm-hmm. You built it through your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And that's how when someone thinks of you, Janelle Hosking, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. These are the five key top words that come up. Mm-hmm. So that's how you need to think what you want people to think of you you want people to think that oh you are someone who's confident okay so you you need to start thinking okay what can I share or what can I do on LinkedIn that's gonna help me build that brand so the couple of ways uh how we can actually do it number one is firstly utilizing the um 
you know, the featured um, section of LinkedIn. So just after the headline, there is featured section. Mm -hmm. What you can do there is add links of projects you have undertaken any sort of presentations you've given. If you are a business owner, you could possibly put up some, um, um, you know, a piece of work that you've done, which is publicly available or even client testimonials. I know there are recommendations, but putting it right on top. So when when someone is looking at your profile, within the first half, they already know what, you know, you kind of stand for. Secondly, um, also, what kind of articles are you sharing? I know it's become a little bit like Facebook and everyone is sharing everything, but if you try and become a thought leader mm. in what you stand for, sharing those articles and joining those industry groups, putting thoughtful comments out there um, on creators, so that also shows that you're supporting people with the same interest or you know, if you wanna build um, relationships in a different interest field, going to those industry groups and actually uh, adding your comments there. It shows Mm -hmm. that you are supportive of people. Mm -hmm. So these are the ways in which you can show in a way like how you can build your personal brand. Yeah. Just one second. How do you find, you you mentioned industry groups. Is that a specific area within the platform or how, how do you connect with those industry groups? Okay, if you go to my network, which is basically the second from mm. the left, yes. on the left hand side, you'll see some groups. Yeah. And those groups are basically, they get suggested to you based on the skill sets and your experience. So LinkedIn also suggests some. But if you want, you know, get into a new industry group, try some keywords like, you know, finance mm. networking group, Auckland networking group, or whatever. So, the moment you start putting up that, it will start giving you some uh, sort of recommendations. And that's how I got started with. So that is your way to actually navigate. And otherwise, if there is some uh, group which you felt that should have been there, but it's not there, maybe someone else is also thinking that. So go and create it. I love that. Yeah, a lot of, uh, I, I had read this somewhere that, if you feel that there's something which is missing, you can actually start. You can create it yourself. So mm-hmm. go and create a group. There's just a right hand side. There's a create group as well, and mm-hmm. make it make it public. So yeah, and invite people for that. That is wonderful. So we've talked really in depth about setting up your own LinkedIn profile, using that in order to um, showcase what you can do professionally, and then also to help you to create a personal brand. What if you're sitting there thinking, I want to use LinkedIn as a platform to find my next job? Tell us about the jobs feature within the platform. For say two platforms, Seek and LinkedIn, they both Mm -hmm. are the most utilized in New Zealand. But uh, globally, yes, the jobs uh, is pretty common here. Now, one thing is there that this will give you an an oversight of which jobs are currently in the market. Mm -hmm. But I do not suggest people to actually apply from there directly in an, in an easy apply okay because easy apply is one of the most i would say lazy way of applying and a lot of recruiters actually uh, suggest you not to do it wow. in- instead what I, I would do is i would go and look at who has posted that 
most possibly they have given names of people mm-hmm. who is the uh, recruitment business partner mm-hmm. i would personally go and give them a call or even after applying whether uh, it's through a direct email id or if there's no email id i would apply it from linkedin or i would go and apply it from the company website so mm-hmm. for me i i generally don't do it because i just feel it's a lot more effective if you directly go to the company website and apply it there mm-hmm. and also let the recruitment business partner know that you have applied so not only mm-hmm. you are applying but you are also reminding them hey i have applied that's another way to get noticed like i feel yeah, there are two things one is recruiters and one is the decision makers so which goes into the hidden job market that okay if for example you know you want to work at xyz company i would go and find out who is the hiring manager for that team and i would message that person on linkedin hey i'm really interested i have applied for this job mhm i look forward to hearing back from the hiring team so i would do it in both the ways like i think you need to not be on a traditional pathway if you really want to uh, if you want to pivot your career Hallelujah. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh these are the ways people don't talk about. Like I have always like I wouldn't say always, uh but I've learned it over time that your the lazy way of applying is seek and just doing it through LinkedIn jobs, but the actual way it's you are going to get noticed when you talk to people. When you mm-hmm. tell them like look, I have applied and this mm-hmm. is my you have your you know sales pitch ready you know i'm so and so in like two or three sentences and mm-hmm. then the recruiter will remember you or the yeah. hiring manager will remember you that way absolutely i wholeheartedly believe that you have to be active you have to be active in every area of your life especially when it comes to putting food on your table so when it comes to wanting to change careers or get a promotion change industries like anything in that professional realm hands down you don't want to sit back and just be passive about it think oh well i sent in my cv this is literally something that i work through my one on one clients with i have one right now who is in the midst of applying for new jobs in a different uh in a different total different industry so this is completely new for her and i had to say to her she had an interview and it had been a little while and she hadn't heard back but she had seen that the ad for the job had been reposted back on seek i believe and i said to her you need to call them you need to call them and you need to have a conversation with them and find out what's going on you know and so it was so adorable i got a message from her a few days later being like i did it i called them and that ended up being a no but you know that one scary conversation of i guess finding the number and building up the courage to actually call them Yeah. When you do that you realize actually that's not so scary and I can do it again and then that's helping you to step into that more active role and taking charge within your own career and every time I hear a story of somebody say like yourself who has done that and has been the one to to call to follow up to send the CV to different people within the company not just the recruiter that is what makes you stand out and is more likely to have you getting the job I that's literally how this invite of me going along to this board meeting came along because I did meet someone in person I kind of grilled them a little bit because like you I like to learn so I asked a crap ton of questions and then at the end of the night he came over to me and he said look we need we need to connect you know you asked some really thought provoking questions and I want to get to know more about you and that 
conversation that we had ended up in me getting invited onto the board. He's like, wow. you're a passionate person, you know, and you're in line with what we're all about. We need you. And so that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't active and just trying to, um, I guess, learn and grow. And then also knowing what I want from life and just grabbing the bull by the horns and going for it, you know? So that is really fascinating about the jobs function on LinkedIn, even, you know, knowing the two main things being Seek and LinkedIn within New Zealand and really just showing the ladies listening at home that you want to stand out and that can come from differentiating yourself through a LinkedIn profile and from actually picking up the phone and talking to someone because it's really easy to send the email and leave the rest up to fate. But the reality is sometimes you need to intervene to make what you want happen you know absolutely and unless you don't tell what you actually want uh like especially when it comes to the recruiter market they want to just fill in that one job so they're not going to think for you so you have to advocate that okay look these are my five transferable skills where else can we fit in and then mm. then that's how you change the dialogue you know because they are just thinking oh this one is not suitable for this role but when you start talking about your skill sets more to them they actually open up their minds and they're like okay maybe this person can actually fit this role as well mm -hmm. and this conversation i would say reserve it for the hiring managers rather than the recruiters because uh, recruiters in general you know they uh, focus on just the job they want to fill mm -hmm. uh, but uh, hiring managers are more strategic they know what sort of roles might be upcoming in the next six months so it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be today but you are actually carving a path for the for the future so mm -hmm. always have like uh, like the sort of pathway that you want to go in the next one year two years or next five years so your next role may not be exactly what you want, but at least moving in that direction will help. Oh, honestly, Rito, there is so much goodness in this. Like I'm literally after this going to go and update my own LinkedIn. And I think my LinkedIn's all good, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I have to do it as well. Like, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think uh, that's the starting point, having a, just a good profile, but also actively using it. Uh, that mm. That is where the cream is. Beautiful. Last question. How can you be active within the platform to really get the most of it in terms of benefits out of it? Yeah. So um, um, just from the whole personal branding piece, like uh, sharing articles and applauding people when they have uh, some achievements when they have some birthdays or anniversaries even just you know uh, acknowledging that it it just starts showing that okay you actually care uh, mm -hmm. a little bit mm -hmm. um, and yeah I mentioned about sharing your uh, articles like commenting on thought leaders and sharing your insights basically not just saying thank you and okay but actually what, what you take away from it, that really helps mm. in just pushing the algorithm up and it shows that you are an active user of LinkedIn. So that also helps in the back end. Yeah, not just leaving your profile fully done, but also being active in these areas will help. I also mentioned about the networking groups. So not just joining it, but actually commenting, asking questions mm. that mm. also adds up to it. Like you have a question on Excel, ask someone, people will answer, you know, there are so many passionate people up out there so it's up to you and how you make the most of it as and you know as i said right in the beginning it's the most underutilized platform as of now uh, so make the most of it in the right way
I, I lied. I said last question. I've just sort of one more thing, <laughs> particularly for anybody listening who's like, I don't have any reason to need LinkedIn. You know, maybe they're not wanting to change jobs or not looking at uh, trying something new this year. What, if any, is a reason or a benefit of why it still might be handy for you to look into this platform at the very least? I think it adds a lot of credibility. You not having a Facebook profile will actually raise questions why you don't have a Facebook profile in today's age. When you have Mm. to catch up with the technology, you have to be, um, you know, just at the forefront. So having that LinkedIn profile, even if you're not looking for anything, it just adds a little bit of credibility. Okay, this person is at least there. The profile exists. This person exists. Mm. They don't have anything to hide about their history or, Mm. you know, just having a little bit of your work experience right there. It just shows what, you know, that, okay, this person is for real. Um, And at some point, I'm sure you will need it, whether it's for your job search, your business partnerships, or, um, you know, you if you're getting invited for something for speaking, they will at least look at you before and so that they are able to connect with you as well and mm-hmm. for them to ask you some questions. So I would say at least just take the one step of it. Even if it's just 10 minutes, just set it aside, fill up your basic profile and that's yes. it. Just leave it you know, out there. There's nothing, there's no harm in creating a profile at least. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Rita. You have shared some incredible insights with us today. Now, before you go, why don't you tell us a little bit about Project Upgrade Her and how people can connect with you after the episode? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, I spoke to you about my uh, work for the community and why, uh, like, and you know, how it drives me so much. So, in fact, Project Upgrade Her was started from that. It's mm-hmm. I call it my side project, not my side hustle, because it's such a soul calling for me. Uh, but I'm still in my nine to five, so it's my side project, my little baby, mm-hmm. and um, it was born out of this passion of empowering women. So um, it's it's a career coaching and education platform, and it's for uh, early to mid career ambitious women who have the potential to succeed but Mm. they struggle with confidence and advocating for themselves one of my missions through this um, is to give women access to tools and practical tips and strategies which i needed when i was Mm. uh, younger and i was figuring it out all by myself the whole aim is just to upgrade their workplace confidence and set them up for success because with confidence what can you not achieve you know you can ask for the pay rise you can ask for the promotion you can speak up in meetings increase your visibility and build a network that is going to advocate for you i mean the possibilities are endless and yeah that's what just drives me to continue uh, doing this um, and yeah, I, I'm mainly active on my Instagram uh, profile, which is uh, at the rate uh, Project Upgrade Her. Uh, but yeah. I've also just built my website. Uh, it's the same www.projectupgradeher.com. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And that's where they can find out more about me, my journey, and uh, yeah, what I have to offer. But yeah, I just love seeing women advance early on rather than finding out later on in the performance reviews what could have been done better. <laughs> 
Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. Well, thank you so much for being on the Get Confident podcast today. I obviously resonate with everything you're saying because that is exactly the theme of this podcast. It's all about helping women to get confident, especially in their career. And like I made emphasis on earlier, you know, anything that's around putting food on your table, taking care of yourself and your whanau is just so important. So thank you so much, Rita. I have linked to your website and your Instagram in the description below as well if you didn't catch it so thank you very much for your time thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure